own set of challenges. Who better to give you advice than these knuckleheads? Who let them have a podcast anyway? Need <laughs> <laughs> your mama's permission. This, this is the Battle Podcast. What up, man, and welcome to the battle. I'm your host, Full Money Johnny. And I'm Ray Ray all day. What up, Ray? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Where's that Mainer? Yeah, Mainer's here. Mainer's here. I thought it was Mainer Mike. Uh, All right, Mainer Mike. Mainer Mike. Get the (laughs) pronoun right, will you? I can't. I can't. I don't know. Oh, I don't little, even know what, what my name is. Anymore. Little Mainer Mike's under weather. Under the weather today. Oh yeah. I thought, uh, I, was, I thought it would be called the Mainer, but yeah. You know, I want to get my name in there just in case anyone cared. That's <laughs> bullshit. Because <laughs> nobody does, right? Nobody. Nobody cares. Mainer doesn't uh, know find how, out in this world, but Mainer doesn't know what to identify as. What you boys been up to besides no good? I've been, I've been working, man. Oh, that's I've been busy work. at the church. I heard Ray's been working, man. Yeah. Ray? Yeah. It's been bonkers, man. He's got a kind of a sheen on the forehead today. What's I mean, going on with you that? Know, you know Ray's working with the first thing he asks for when he comes to the studio is a beer. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't kidding. He's like, a hey, guy's getting cold beer, man. Shit, I had to work six hours today without a lunch break. Six and a half, Oh, man. my bad, bro. My bad. Six and a half. You should go short. union, bro. Go union. Oh, yeah, man. He's got to have that break. Yeah, unfortunately, that sheen is because I forgot to duck today while I was doing an inspection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I did. I glazed the top a little bit. I got, I got some new. I got some new exciting news. Uh oh. Oh yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Back on the softball front, we actually won a game. We won what? a game. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. I mean, here's to Johnny actually winning a game. Wait, this is not a baseball wait. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Just ask Mike. He'll tell you. Wait, Johnny. Knows, they shut up. How does he got he nothing? Get credit? How does he get credit? <laughs> He's the guy catching the ball. Were you the not there, Mainer, the or what? Oh. Were you off? Oh, is that there. all it is, huh? I was there. Just a guy catching the ball behind a plate and throwing it well, back. Well, and Mike is a guy that wasn't catching the ball. Yeah, but he squats. Stuff. That's why he doesn't play there anymore. I didn't. He squats oh. and he scores with the umpire. I didn't get anything hit to me at third base. Everything yeah, went to shortstop. Huh? So what yeah. happened? So, so, here's, <laughs> so here's what happened. Uh, here's the skinny. Hey, yeah, when you score now. with the umpire, you're... No, you're we lost some players because of either out of, just out for the week, or one of them has a pregnant wife, so she's out, so he's out. And like really pregnant, about to have a baby anytime oh, okay, soon. Okay, Mike, let's get on with it. But story. anyway, well, congratulations to yeah, them. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I worked with a couple guys and got a couple of the other lakeside guys to play. Yeah, uh, guys have uh, been playing some together young for bucks, years. Baby, some young young bucks. bucks and uh, one of our speed of demons. You need a good first baseman. Call a brother. Yeah, keep that in mind. Hey, you know what? I'm I- six foot five, worth of lightning, man. I can play. Yeah. Okay, so well, let's do some it. Some softball. I'll tell you, I, I, I was humbled. I was humbled this week. Um, first time for everything. I actually. Struck out in softball. I didn't know that that was Ooh. possible. And you're doing Ooh. a men's podcast? Yeah. That's called a Johnny's what? Choice. I did, I did my best not laughing, but I Oh, can't. yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Stop. He squats, what, though. What, he squats. The, what's the difference between me striking out and you popping up three feet in front of the plate? I don't think that's happened. Yeah, that's happened. That's happened, happened earlier this oh. year. Oh, 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 oh now it's earlier this year. It never happened. Now it happened earlier hey. this year. Okay. Hey, when they bottom do line knuckleball. Is, bottom line is this. At least I'm man enough to admit it. Okay. There you go. Hey, buckle up, Buttercup. That buckle up, Buttercup. I I never struck out, so I don't know what it feels like. Yeah, well, you you haven't got on base a lot either, but that's besides the point. I've gotten on base. And I've talked to people you went to college with and you struck out a lot. (laughs) Hey, baseball or what are we talking about now? 
<laughs> we love to bust Mike's chops while he's drinking a beer. This way he can't respond. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I'm worried about Mina Mike. I really am. Why are you worried? Are you? Oh, yeah. Truthfully? He's, he's got this little baby face going on over here. <laughs> I mean, he shaved off all his manhood. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what he's trying to do over here. What are you trying know. to do, bro? I'll be honest with you. I just was sick of the way it looked. Well, you you said it earlier, man. I he can't grow up. the I can't grow the goat. I can't grow the sideburns. Yeah. Like, I can't grow the, the beard the whole way. <laughs> you hate goatees. Wait, 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 you're, wait, wait, wait. You're telling us. You're telling us that you're so inbred that it just grows in. Yes. All, all, all jacked up. He tried to shave off some ugly and found out there was even uglier underneath it. That's what happens. I was trying to quote Joe Dirt there. Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. Such a good movie. Oh, man. That must have been a shame, man. Shaving yeah. off ugly and finding more ugly. Yeah. Oh, good night, nurse. He's trying to make sure Monty remembers why she married him, you know? Exactly. Baby face. Baby face. Them tigers. Oh, baby face. Well, well, buckle up, Buttercup, because so shit's about to get real. Buckle yep. up, baby. Hold my beer and watch this. Hey, that's my line. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Stealing my red hold my beer. No, you know, Yours is hold my beer. Mine's hold, hold my beer. Beer. Bear. 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 <laughs> you got to drink bear and we we drink bear. Oh, man. But anyways, to jump on topic today, whole buckle up buttercup. Ooh, it's about to get real. I like how you said that, too. Shit's it's, about ready to get real. Oh, yeah. It's going to get real. And you know where it starts? At home. At the house. Mm-hmm. Man, that. does it start there at the house? Well, you know, a lot of people, when you talk to them about Topics like this, they go, what do you mean it starts at house at the house? And I tell a lot of guys, man, the battle that you're the biggest battle you're ever going to face in your life. is going to be in the four walls of your house. Yeah. Truth. And for whatever reason, we as men want to make pretend that's not the case, because that's the one place we try to hide the most is at home. Right. Yep. Or we try to hide from the house and we try to find other things to do. Yeah. Work. But, you know, when you start thinking about it from the perspective of being a husband and a father. That's the battlefield right there. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of challenges that happen at home, for sure. I mean, especially if you have kids. Especially a blended home. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Speak to that. Well, we've even, you know, Donnie and I don't have a blended home, and you guys with the blended homes, you guys have even said, are you sure you don't have a blended home? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because there's a lot of challenges, you know. Sure it is. Granted that, you know, with a blended home, you're working on, you know, different kids from different relationships, but... Even without a blended home, you got different parenting perspectives. Yes, I was just going to say different perspectives. That's great. And and that's a tough one to deal with, you know, to, to manage, to deal with, and to cope. Not cope with necessarily, but I mean, I think the biggest thing is to deal with it because you have to deal with it. You can't just come up with coping mechanisms because they don't work. You know, they just hide things. Well, some houses are run like good cop, bad cop, you know, and uh, you, yeah. one's One's trying to be the best friend and one's actually the facilitator and the hammer. Well, I'm glad you kind of mentioned that because a lot of times it's not that it's intentionally good cop, bad cop. It's just the matter of one cop wanting to do the paperwork and the other one wanting to do the field work necessarily. Good analogy. Yep. It's well, all like the st- parenting style. Right. Well, the other part of it too is it's, it's one of the things we have to recognize is who and what our spouse is. And that's been the biggest challenge probably in my marriage is understanding and, and bringing myself around to uh, to the realization that, you know, my wife is not like me. Right. Which, thank God for that. Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. Woo. 
there's a reason why we're together and that's like the yin and the yang. But the problem is, is that when you have two different perspectives on the way to raise children, the way to walk things out when it comes to discipline, uh, when it comes to finances, when it comes to intimacy, when it comes to your faith, I mean, all these different things that we have to, you know, get to the front lines of that battlefield, so to speak, and be ready to fight that fight. Right. Because the issue that we have is it's either fight or flight, right? Yep. And we, we, we use the term here a lot with men about, you know, shrinking. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what a lot of men tend to do. It. Rather than stand up and fight for what they know to be true, what to be right, what they, they shrink back and pull back because they don't want to have any kind of uh, animosity or adversity or any kind of tension in the home. Confrontation. Right. And that, that's the that, fleeing aspect the of the, the, or the, the flight aspect of the fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make things any better. Because if you're trying to avoid the battle, it's never going to disappear. It's always going to be there. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's going to be a big battle. So what could have just been, you know, a disagreement, you know, figuring things out. Next thing you know, becomes an explosion. Well, you kind of equate it to, you know, for instance, even in real combat or like uh, sports, for instance. There's a time to practice and there's a time to play. Right. And, you know, if you don't practice and you just go straight out there to play, you end up doing what we do a lot of times on Tuesday. You lose. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And you get out there and you don't have that continuity. You don't have that, that um, what's the word I'm looking for? That Muscle cohes- memory? Well, that cohesiveness between you and your players. Gotcha. Um, you know, you, you don't have that confidence that this person is going to be here, that person is going to be there. Synchronization. Yeah, you're not synchronized. You're just, everybody's playing as an individual. And that's what happens in a lot of homes. Right. Is that the husband's playing his part, the wife's playing her part, but they're not playing their part. Yep. Yep. And then when it comes to life, which is the actual game, so to speak, they're pulling in two different directions. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, you know what I end up finding, what I kind of find at my house, what ends up happening is, of course, being the man of the house, I, I tend to think things a little more aggressively, a little more assertively. And my wife is a lot more laid back, softer, more relaxed. So what ends up happening is that my wife is always the good guy and I'm the asshole, you know, because I'm the one who gets tired of picking up the crap off of the coffee table where my wife is just like, oh, she forgot. Oh, she forgot. Oh, they forgot. Oh, I'll do it. I'm not doing anything. And it's like, no, you've got to make them pick that crap up or you're going to be doing it for the rest of their lives. Well, well, there's a term that we use in business is called set precedent. Yeah. And what happens is what we do is we set precedent. And for those guys that are listening to the podcast now that are, are in mixed homes, for instance, you've got kids from other marriages and things like that. And then you have your own kids with your new spouse or whatever. You get that mentality like, well, I'll do this with my kids, you know, and, you know, I'm not going to worry about that with these other ones. Well, what happens is in, in the home is now you're setting precedent. Yep. They're watching what's going on. The kids mm-hmm. are seeing what's going on. Kids ain't dumb, right? Right. They see the, the division. They see the the they see the uh, the kinks, the chinks in the armor, the holes in the fence, so to speak. And they're watching. Okay, who's getting away with what and who's doing what, right? So you know, if you get the mentality of well, that's not my problem or that's not my issue or I don't I don't need to deal with him or her because that's my stepson or my stepdaughter or whatever. You got to also remember that when you have a mixed family. Your kids are watching this. And if big brother and big sister are doing something, and I got a friend, 
where this this I saw this play out perfectly where they there was three kids from his uh his his wife's previous relationships and then he they had two children together. Well, his mentality was I'm going to focus on my two my two girls and I'm not going to get involved over here because you know it's, it's none of my business. Well, now that the two girls are growing up, they've seen how the other three have grown up and mm-hmm. now they're going right down the same road the other mm-hmm. ones went down. Right. Cuz it's you set precedents. Yeah. It's good. And these are all things that we got to be aware of. You know, these are these these little battles that need to happen or they turn into a huge battle if you don't do anything about it. I'd like to see a stat on women or girls in drug use. It just seems like there seems to be an uptick with with uh, girls and meth and stuff like that. And I know that people personally that are battling that with daughters and stuff like that. So I, I'd be curious, just tagging along. Come on, oh, Maynard's looking it up. Come Thank on, you. Maynard. Hurry up. Well, well, well clarify I'll what you're you saying because I'm lost. Based on what? Like the women that are turning to drugs now because of what? What you just said. Oh, because of the division in the home? Division or? in the home and, and they're trying to find a coping mechanism and what right. they're witnessing their parents or lack of parents. Yeah, because a lot of times on the show, we this is a men's podcast, we talk about men, but a lot of us have daughters. You betcha. And, the impact and that's that what spawned on, that. Yeah. Uh, the impact that it has on your daughter, you know, and when you don't have that, when you don't have that, the, that cohesive, you know, relationship, you're teaching your children about division rather than, rather than unity. Right. And so one of the things we've mentioned in the podcast on the new, numerous other times is, is, you know, I've always said this, if you compromise, you lose. Yeah. Mm, and, you, you know, people will say, well, you know, what do you mean you compromise? You should compromise. That's what, if you compromise what you know to be true. And, and you're willing to step aside and allow your children or your spouse to get involved in something you know they shouldn't be involved in, you're going to lose. Yeah. And you're going to lose big time. Oh, well, yeah. That's setting up for failure. And that's what happens with a lot of men. We, we pull back. We don't want to deal with it. We make compromises we shouldn't make. And, hey, I'm guilty of it. I've made oh, yeah. plenty of compromises that I look back and I, I have a great deal of uh, regret and frustration over, you know? And, and it creates resentment. It creates... Uh, you know, distance, it creates separation, it creates anxiety in a relationship because you're aggravated because you did something that you knew you shouldn't have done because you wanted to please the other people in your house. Right. And, you know, and, and a lot of that thing, you know, people, you know, people are thinking, what do you mean compromise what you know to be true? Well, one of the things that jumps in my head is responsibility. Now, you know that when this child grows up, they're going to have to take on responsibility. So that starts when they're young. I mean, as simple as cleaning up the room, doing the dishes, taking out the trash, picking up after themselves. Yep. You know, you compromise that. Saying their please youth. and thank you. Yeah. Being you, grateful. You compromise that in their youth, then they're going to be 18, 19, 20, 24, living in your house, leaving shit all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it's going to piss you off to no end. But hey, guess what? You never taught them that. Correct. You compromised that the entire time. Which, yeah. hence, which hence goes into the, the title of this, this uh, episode. But we'll get back to that after we take a quick break. You're listening to The Battle Podcast, a GSR podcast production. And now for that brief infomercial that you've come to love and appreciate. Going up. 
What up, men? Thank you for listening as we know your time is valuable. Have we helped you or anyone you know better their life? Will you consider helping us to grow with a gift or a sponsorship? A little goes a long way, and we need you to help spread the word. Because of you, we can make this continue to be a free resource for people all around the world. Email us at thebattlepodcast at gmail.com or give securely at paypal.me slash thebattlepodcast. Email us, battlepodcast at gmail.com or paypal.me slash thebattlepodcast. We appreciate you and we thank you for listening and supporting and your generous gifts that keep us going. Now back to the show. Buckle up, buttercup. Well, you better be ready to put on your big boy pants. Oh, yeah. You can't. If you're not in a, if you're not man enough to step in and make the hard decisions, you shouldn't be a husband and you shouldn't be a father. Because I'm going to tell you something, it, it, it's exhausting. Yes, it is. It's did rewarding, you, but it's it's exhausting. Did you find anything, Mike? Yeah, it? it just said that guy. I mean, 2020 stats. So it just said guy men, you know, teenage boys are more likely to have drugs, but the girls are likely to have also have that same abuse pattern. It's just the guys use it more. The guys that's, use it more that, than women. Yeah, wow. The guys use okay. It more than women. But women are more women are likely to because of stressors and everything like that. But guys are identified as using it more. But a lot of, you know, a lot of that stuff, like, how do you know that they're being honest if they're taking a survey or, yeah, you know, all that stuff. So you really can't go off of that. I want to kind of bring up the young men living at home who don't have a family yet when it comes to buckling up. To me, that means you need to get your stuff together. If you're sitting at home and you're letting your mom make you dinner every night and pack your lunch in the morning and, you know, take care of all your all your needs, you need to buckle up and get things done. You need to look, take a d- deep look inside yourself and figure out, I should be doing this. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I buckle sh- up. I'd say grow up. But. Yeah, <laughs> true. That's true, Mike. <laughs> well, the other thing, too, is, I mean, some of you young dudes that are out there and maybe your mom doesn't have a man in, this, in her life. Why don't you be that man that you would want for your mom? You right. Know? You know, I mean, not not in a romantic sense by any means, but right. I mean, be the man that you would want for your mom. Somebody that's respectful, that's going to help her, that's going to be a you know a provider, a protector, all those different things that that a woman's looking for in a man. You've got a great opportunity as a young man to be that for your mother instead of a hindrance and in a, in a, in a friggin' anchor. Yeah, help out around the house. Help out if there's other kids. Help out. Be a you know be a parent like be a role model for the kids that's the role model there you go and if you don't know what that looks like ask around find somebody at work that you know well you know you you say that and this is what cracks me up okay because i don't want to go on a tangent but i probably will it really kind of pisses me off when people say they don't know how to be a good husband or a good father because you know when i was coming up my parents got divorced when i was four Mm. and maybe i didn't have a man in the house but I knew the father that I wanted. There you go. So if you know the father that you wanted, why not be that for your children? Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, when you look at, you know, the father that you, that you wanted in your life and, and think about the husband you wanted for your mother. Why not be that husband? Yeah. You know, to sit here and, and keep, we continue as a society and a culture of making bullshit excuses for men. Like, well, I don't know how to be a dad. I don't know how to be a good husband. I don't know how to do... be the be the father you would want for you. You know, it all starts with one core word. It's called love. Yeah. yeah. 
and break, it, break the chain, start a new legacy. Yes. It, bottom line is, is, you know, we talk about love. What is love guys? It's a selfless act. Yep. Yep. Remove yourself from the equation. You know what I'm saying? And, and we got a lot of young dudes out there that are sitting on the couch and having their moms, uh, you know, serve them like they're kings or yep. princes, you know, instead of stepping up and being the man of the house and being a helper to their moms, they're sucking the life out of them. Yeah. And if you don't know what that is, ask them, ask your wife, what do you want from me? Ask your, your kids, what would you like from me? What would you like from dad? Would you like more time from dad? Would you like, you know, to play ball with dad? Ask your wife, what can I do to help you? in the house. Mm -hmm. How can I help you with the kids? How can I help you with the house? Ask them. If you don't know, ask them. So like you said, you could either, you could either be the dad you never had or be the dad that you want. Yeah. Be it for your kids. Be it for your wife. And quit with all this, you know, I don't know, man. Come on, dudes. Let's just be real. You, you, you choose not to because you don't want to do it. That's it. Yeah. You're Laziness. selfish. You're Laziness. selfish. Yeah. It's, it's easy. That's, that's why most men fail in this area. Hey, let me tell you something, guys. Being a husband and a father at times is exhausting. Oh, you ain't kidding. I, I mean, and I'm not trying to be rude about that. You well, cleaning just... up the mess that they leave is exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you're sitting there, even in the relationship with your spouse, sometimes it's exhausting. And, yeah. I, and, and women, they go through the same thing, too. They're, they, it's exhausting. You know why? Because you're constantly pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, pouring out. Yep. And we talked about this on our last podcast, the importance about getting poured into. And we got a lot of empty dudes that are trying to, they pour out till they get burnout. Oh, yeah. And then when they, when they get burnout, they check out. That's it. That's it. And that's, that, that was one of, my, one of my wife and I's largest arguments was, Look, I feel like I'm doing everything. You know, I feel like I'm I'm giving, 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 and nothing's coming back at all. Well, and we we've talked about this before too, Mike, because Mike's mm -hmm. a very given person. And I've always told you the problem with being a giver is what? You're not gonna give there's a lot of takers. There's a lot of takers. There's, there's a lot of takers. Yeah. I mean, and, and and a lot of them takers are living in the four walls of your house. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And you know, and I'm, that's not to say anything, you know, bad about your spouse or your kids, but it's the truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and men take two. We take two from our spouses and from our kids, you know, but, but the reality of it is, is that, you know, if we don't have any kind of expectations and we're not willing to put any kind of work into it and you go into this thing thinking it's going to be easy, somebody done damn lied to you. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> like you said, it's exhausting and yeah. it is exhausting, but let me tell you something. It is worth it. It is worth it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, 100%. If, if you look at your family life, like most guys look at their work life where they'll go out there and kill it to finish a project, to complete something. It's exhausting, but it's worth it once it's done. Now, as a father, there's a lot of times where you just feel like I'm doing this for nothing. Yeah. You know, I've raised them. I've tried to instill these morals, morals. I've done this. I've done that. And then your kid turns around and basically slaps you in the face and you're like, what the hell, man? Well, bro, or I'm the like, other way around. Or the other way around. You're, 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 you think it's a waste of time. You think, like, what is the kid learning from me? And all of a sudden, they do something that, like, wow, I yeah. can't believe I taught them that. Or, or even just give you a hug, like, just say, "Dad, I love you." Or, you know, all that stuff. Damn, they're good old glasses half filled, Mike. I love hey, Mike. He's got them big poppy goggles. Got the big poppy goggles. He's ready game time. Baby. Oh man! Once an episode, my glasses get brought but you, up. But you know, <laughs> go back to what you said. I mean, I'll be straight with you guys. I mean, last week was a tough week for me, man, as a father. Yeah. 
And it was just some situations with, with my kids. They're both grown now. They're adults. And they, they're, you know, they're, well, they're coming into adulthood, I guess you could say. And, and we we're at that transitioning period where they're moving into making their own decisions and paying their own way and doing all these different things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had made some decisions that, that bothered me. And, and, and I was exactly where, where you were, you were talking about, Ray. I was sitting there saying, well, hell, I just wasted 20 years of my life. You know, I, I've done this, 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 and this, and still this, this, and this, and them. I've taught them this. I've told them this. I've showed them this. And they go and do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what it really sucks? I'll tell you what really sucks. Is that when you sit back and you say this, and then for me as a believer, I sit back and I go, how does God feel about me? Because God has done everything for me, given uh, me everything, yeah. right? Yeah. And yet yeah. I choose to do this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And, and I, can I, I, I can only imagine how frustrated he, may, he must get with me. Mm. And it's like a tool, like he's teaching me, like, bro, you see how you feel with your kids? Yeah. You know, I'm going to be straight with you. You kind of make me feel like that, too. How you like Cause, me now? Because, you know, because, <laughs> you know, we, I've showed you this and I've taught you that and I've shown you this and. And you still do this, this, and this. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's humbling. You know, yeah. as a man, when you allow, first of all, you have to allow yourself to be humbled. Right. And a lot of dudes ain't willing to do that. But real quick, and that is a fight within itself, too. That is a definite fight within itself, without a doubt, is allowing yourself to be humble and to be shown the hard ways. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're sitting there and you're internally just. I mean, I was raging on the inside. And when I say raging, I wasn't like raging mad or ready to flip out or anything. But mm-hmm. there was a battle that was ensuing inside of my mm. soul. Yep. Like, and it, it was just going, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And in the midst of that, you know, those sprinkles of humility are what kind of brings you back and goes, makes you go, okay, yeah, it's really easy to get upset about this. But then what's funny is, is the other night we were sitting at the dinner table and, uh, my daughter was talking about, you know, a couple of her friends, and she was talking about one of them that I guess gets everything spoon fed to her. And she was talking about, you know, how, you know, how sometimes it just gets frustrating because when you, she talks to this person, it's it's obvious that she has no value for a dollar. She doesn't understand why she thinks the way she thinks and, you know, how easy it is for her. And she said, she looked at my wife and I said, you know, one thing about you and mom, you always taught us that you had to work for something. Like you had to mm-hmm. earn it. Like, yeah. You know, I we didn't. I may not like it, but you know, you've always said, you know, if you want a car, you got to pay for it. If you want insurance, you got to pay for it. You know, if you want a phone, you got to pay for it. She goes, and it's, it may not be like major things, like as far as you know us living on our own, but at least it's taught me that things come with a cost. And right. I'm sitting there going, Holy there shit. you go, I you mean, did it. Here I was a week ago. You know, raging on the inside because I'm feeling like everything I did was for nothing, and now we're sitting at the dinner table. And for and for me as a and, and I can only speak on this from the from the mindset of a believer, right? I told you where I went with my thought process with God, right? Right. Yep. But I also believe that God brings us reassurance, and yep. I think in that moment He's saying, you know, just like with you, she's she's listening, she sees, she's doing this and doing that, and you may get frustrated with these other things, but she is learning. Yeah. And maybe it's not happening as quick as you'd like it to happen. And, and so it's just, but it's, you got to be willing to fight that fight. Right. You know, and you got to be willing to buckle up because it's going to be a hard and bumpy road. Oh, yep. without a doubt. Without it's his time, doubt. not your time. Always remember that. Well, like I said, like I said, a couple podcasts ago, you know, they say as kids grow up and get into their twenties, 
their parents know less and less and less. They don't understand. They don't know nothing. And then the further they get away from their 20s, they realize, holy crap, man, my parents are trying to help me avoid this. My parents did know what they were talking about. And that's why it's so exhausting because we've lived it and we know what comes of it. And you want to save your kids from that, but they still make their own choices. But, you know, the other part of it, going back to the humility aspect, is understanding that there are some things I just don't know. Mm. And there are some things that I just don't understand because I'm not in that place and I'm not in that moment. You know, like we talk a, a lot in the house. We, we had another conversation about, you know, dating. Mm-hmm. And the perspective that I had on, on dating coming up as, as a young man and the perspective that they have today, oh, two yeah. total different worlds. Oh, yeah. You know, like we keep on talking about, you know, everything's in person, communication, talk, lot of, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, my daughter's sitting there telling me that, you know, it is more awkward for a dude to try to meet you real quick than it is to take time to get to know you over social media. Mm-hmm. Totally the opposite of the way yeah. that we're made. Oh, yeah. The way yeah. we were brought up. Well, when we had Sean on, when we had your son on, you know, he gave us a whole list of how they how they date. It's what you're you're talking and then you're talking, talking. And then you're talking, and even that's changed talking. now. It's like I brought that up the other night and I was like, no, that's not. Oh, well, I can't, you know. can't keep up. But yeah, I mean, with us, it was always, you know, you'd see a girl. If you were interested, you walk up to her and say, hey, you know. I'm Ray Ray all day. But as a father, you've got to be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you Ray Ray all day. You ain't, you ain't Ray Ray all night. Hey, a, at least I'm honest. Yeah. I'm honest right yeah, up front. <laughs> <laughs> but, but as a father, though, and as a man, you've got to be humble enough to realize, hey, there's just some things maybe I don't understand. It is different. And maybe I am wrong about some things, yeah. you know, and I've got to be able to step back and reevaluate and go, maybe I need to chill a little bit on this or that. But that that's a difference between compromising and then compromising what you know to be true. Yeah. There are just some things that you just cannot compromise. Right. I think yeah. one of the best things you ever told me, John, is the kids are not you. Like, yeah. I, I love sports. I tried to get my, my Mikey in to play baseball. It wasn't for him. I mean, maybe someday, but I'm just saying, but the kid's not me. So right. you, you're not going to have that same thought. So the more you know that the kid is not you, you just got to plant seeds. That's the biggest thing. And what you did there is you taught them that, Hard work pays off and you get things when you pay for it and you need to earn, you need to earn it. <clears throat> so that's what we're trying to do here when, when my family is we're, we're starting to do commission. We, we used to do it all the time, but now, and now that Mikey's older, we're doing commission based Yeah, and the kids are like doing less around the house right now. So this week, Marnie's like, they, they're going to have a, uh, you know, it's going to be a rude awakening for them when they got paid that last week and they did all that work. And all of a sudden they didn't do anything. They didn't do as much this time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, they need that. They need yeah. to know that it's not a allowance. It's a commission. Yeah. Oh yeah. So why do, why do you guys think men fail in this area? I mean, what is, what is the biggest contributing factor so we can share with the listeners of our show? Like what are some of the things that cause men to fail in these areas in our, in our lives? I think there's two of the biggest things for me. One would be laziness. They yep. just don't want to deal with it. And the other is selfishness because it interferes with their time and what they want to do. And, and I'd add one more there. I think fear is a big one. Yeah. I think fear is a crippler, crippler of all things because the fear of inadequacy sometimes with men will, will cause a man to shrink and shrivel up because he feels inadequate or not equipped enough to say things or to do things. I agree with that. And I, and I, another thing that I know some guys, and I've done this myself, where you go to stand up for what you know is true 
mm-hmm. and then your wife or significant other stands up a little stronger and then they just immediately back down because they're afraid they're not right. They're afraid they don't know what they're talking about. So it's like, okay, well, I just stood up, but she just came at me stronger. So she must know better than me. Mm. But that's when you have a conversation with her. You know, if you've got kids and all that, and it's about the kids, you don't do it in front of the kids, but you have a conversation with her and say, hey, where are you going with this? Here's where I'm coming from. A lot of times these days, though, Ray, it happens in front of the kids. Unfortunately, that's how it goes down. And the man is afraid, one, of being publicly ridiculed and shamed, and two, of being accused of being toxic. Oh, Oh, good God. You know, I I heard something this last week, and it was really profound. It said, undisciplined boys become grow up to be undisciplined men. Yep. I was watching this this little uh, video, and, and this lady was asking for advice, and she said, you know, sometimes I think my husband's too hard on my boys, so sometimes I'll interject and this and that. And, and the person she was speaking with said, well, let me ask you a question. She said, what's that? He says, do you love your husband? She says, yeah. She says, is your husband a good man? Do you consider him a good man? Yeah. Do you think he has good values? And she's like, well, yeah, of course. She goes, you think his, his heart's in the right place, and he's got a course." Uh, you know, he's got a good sense of, you know, taking care of you and your kids. Yeah. She said, then get out of the way. Mm. Because he's raising them to be like him. Yeah. If if you've already established that your husband is the man that you want your children to be, get out of his way and allow him to raise your sons to be those type of men. Yeah. So those men who think that and know that Stand up. Well, and that's some good questions to ask your spouse, yeah. you know, because w- what are some good ways to combat this? Have that conversation with the wife. Do you think that I'm a good man? Well, yeah. Do you think I've got good values? Yeah. Do you think I have the best interest to in you and in our children at heart? Yes. Do you think that I have, you know, that my, 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 my foundation is strong? Yes. So then why do you, why, what are you worried about? Yeah. I'm here to, to help raise our sons to become men. Yeah. To become men like their father. Let and me, I would hate to think you're married to a man that you don't want, <laughs> that you got no respect for, and you don't want your your boys to be like. And I suppose that does happen, yeah. you know. But you know, for the for the for the dudes out there that are trying to do the right thing, I mean, that I think that's a good conversation to have with your spouse. Yeah, that that's definitely, like you said, a way to combat it, for you know? sure. But it, it it and when we say battles, it's not always arguments and fighting or or physical. It is is conversations. 99% of this is not even involving anybody else. It's you. Yeah, in your head. You're fighting this battle within yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's where men have to get it. You know, they got to get it. You, you know, it, it ain't, the battle ain't with your wife. It ain't with your kids. It's you battling through your feelings, your emotions, your insecurities, your inadequacies to push forward, to do, to do what you know is right. And you're either going to fight or flight, right? When I was a young man, I remember my dad told me a long time ago, there's two kinds of people, son. There are those that run in danger and then those that run from it. And the question you got to ask yourself is, which one of them am I? I remember one time I, I, we had a friend that, you know, he had an issue with his, with his kid and he had recognized he had done some things that he shouldn't have done and taught his son some things he shouldn't have taught him. And he looked him in the eyes. He said, you know, sometimes I feel like I walk my son to the gates of hell and I left him there. And I looked him in the eyes and said, do you love your son? He said, yeah. I said, well, go back and get him. And I say that to you guys to listen to this podcast tonight. Go back and get him. Some of you feel like, well, I've made too many mistakes and I haven't 
done the right things or said the right things, or maybe I haven't been the man that we're talking about here tonight in this podcast and stepped up in these areas and have been able to just step into the gap and to fight these fights, go get them. Maybe you've been passive and you don't want to deal with it. Maybe you have been lazy. Maybe you thought, you know, I don't want to deal with this. This isn't my problem. Some of you guys that are in these mixed family. You think that your stepsons and your stepdaughters aren't your problem. I got news for you. If they aren't your problem, they soon will be. I promise you that. Go get them. Some of you guys going to come home tonight or walk in the door and your wife's going to be standing there and you're so afraid to have that awkward conversation or what she might say. So what do you do? You, you avoid her, you, you go around her, you step over her, you go in the other room, you go up with your friends. I'm here to tell you, go get her. Some things in life are just worth fighting for. It's like the podcast title says, Buckle up, buttercup. Buckle up. Because when you do that, my friends, well, hell, that's where the rubber meets the road.